Take your Bibles, if you would, please, and turn to... We're going to be looking at several passages, but start off with 1 Corinthians chapter 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. And the <clears throat> thought that I want us to look at the scriptures about tonight is the refreshing of our spirits. The refreshing of our spirits. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 17 and 18, God's word says this. This is Paul writing. He says, I am glad of the coming of Stephanus and Fortunatus and Achaicus, for that which was lacking on your part, they have supplied. Then notice the next phrase. For they have refreshed my spirit and yours. Therefore acknowledge ye them that are such. He said, they have refreshed my spirit. Let's pray a minute. Lord, we come to you tonight. Guide our thoughts, Father. And Lord, may we learn, be encouraged by your truth, by the God that you are. And Lord, may we learn to respond to, the, to life with a spirit that's in tune with you. May I be your vessel tonight, Lord, of your grace and truth. In Christ's name we ask it. Amen. You ever been burdened down in your spirit? You know, aren't there a lot of things going on right now that can really weigh down our spirit? I mean, just watch the news, or maybe I should say don't watch the news. <laughs> I mean, the rioting going on, Congress fighting amongst themselves, uh, you know, and the political scenario that we're facing here in America is just absolutely absurd. Never thought it'd ever be like this. Uh, had one preacher friend who said that he believes that the polarization of America now is as bad as it was pre-Civil War days. And it's almost, you kind of can see, sense that. And then when you think the, about the, uh, uh, the economy, I mean, what's going to happen to our economy? I heard in the news the other day where it said 16,000 small businesses have just completely gone out of business. They just couldn't handle it with the way things are going on. And, uh, and so you think about the different things, and then there's COVID itself. You know, you never know who's carrying it. And you never know who's going to get it. And, of course, we don't know if the numbers that they're giving to us are accurate or not. But some people are dying from it. And it is obviously a very contagious disease. And so that's another concern. And then those are the things outside, but even just the things that we individually deal with, whether it's finances, whether it's health, relationship situations, all of these things can burden down and we can say, I'm weighed down in my spirit. To where we need to be refreshed Amen. in our spirit. I'd like for us to look at four areas tonight where this, this theme, this thought is carried through in the New Testament. First of all, we see here in uh, 1 Corinthians 16, notice what Paul is saying. He says, I'm glad for the comment of the, these three fellows. And then he said, for they are, that which was lacking on your part, they have supplied. He's referring obviously to, he had some financial needs, material needs, and they were able to help meet the need Paul had. And notice how that refreshed his spirit. Now we're going to look at some other passages, but there's one thing that's going to be rather really obvious here, is that each case where it's mentioned, it's in the connection of somebody refreshing his spirit. 
a person refreshing his spirit. We're going to look in a minute in Romans 15 where he's talking about the, the Christians at Rome praying for him, refreshing his spirit. We're going to read in 2 Timothy where uh, Anisiphorus, I think I said it right, um, was refreshed his spirit when he was in prison. And then Philemon, how Philemon, he hoped that Philemon would refresh him. One thing all of these refreshed in the spirits had in common was Christian fellowship. Christian fellowship. There's something about Christian fellowship that helps refresh our spirits. And as we're going to look at each one, see how we refresh one another's spirit. Now we're going to look in a minute how we personally, individually can refresh our spirit. But there's something about Christian fellowship that God uses to refresh our spirits. That's one reason I believe it talks about in Hebrews chapter 10. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. Is that God knows that we are societal creatures. He created us such. And He knows that we need that Christian fellowship. And so as we think about these different things, let's, I'd like for us to consider, again, four different areas. How we as other believers can refresh one another's spirit. And obviously, first of all, we look here. Helping to meet somebody's material needs. Helping to meet somebody's material needs. You know, we all at times have faced financial challenges. I remember when I was going to college one year at Appalachian Bible College in West Virginia. We were, I was going to school full time and, and the Lord was so impressed that I'd give myself totally to schooling. And things were getting really tight financially. Our rent was due. And it's just, I mean, it was, just, it was due the next day. And we did not have it. And I remember we went to church on Wednesday night that night. And, and I just told the pastor, pastor, just want you to pray for us. We have a need that uh, we're just not sure how the Lord's going to meet it. And that's all I basically said. And so we went through the service. We went home. We was getting ready, you know, after Wednesday night service, uh, getting ready to go, you know, how to settle in for the evening. And, and about 10 o'clock at night, there was a knock on the door and there was one of the church deacons handing me a check that paid for the rent plus groceries oh boy did that refresh our spirits the burden upon our spirit just, just lifted it and we were refreshed in our spirit I mean you think about how God has blessed our church now that our loan is paid off we're even able to do more of helping people. I mean, think about how the Lord's opened opportunity that we might be able to help Brother Stan in his, his handicap situation and be able to help Esther or someone with her financial needs. What does that do to someone like that? It helps refresh their spirit. It's a touch from God saying, God cares about me and He's using others to help meet that need. So what does that do? That refreshes their spirits. So that's an opportunity we have to refresh one another by helping meet their needs. But let's go to another passage. Let's turn back a couple books to the book of Romans, chapter 15. Chapter 15. Now this is the Apostle Paul writing to the Christians at Rome. And we get to verse 30, and we'll read three verses. Romans 15, verse 30. Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake, and for the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in your, in your prayers... To God for me, that I may be delivered from them that do not believe in Judea, and that my service which I have for Jerusalem may be accepted of the saints, 
that I may come with you with joy by the will of God, and then notice what it says, and may with you be refreshed. This is in the context where Paul is saying, pray for me. There's something about praying one for another that helps refresh a person's spirit. You think about it. Maybe you're going through a trial of some sort, any sort. And when somebody says, you know, I'm praying for you, what does that do to your spirit? That just kind of helps refresh your spirit like somebody thought about me and is praying, lifting me up before God. Of course, now let's remember, when we tell somebody we're going to pray for them, let's be sure to do it. Have you ever had that situation where I'll, I'll be praying for you, and then about two weeks later, they say, man, thank you so much for praying for me. And I'm thinking, oh, I totally forgot. And so the Lord's kind of impressed upon me that when somebody has a prayer, I say I'm going to pray for them, I sometimes right there within the minutes lift up a prayer to the Lord so I won't forget. Because uh, as the older I get, Brother Mike, so well emphasized, I, I'm really guilty of that, what my oldest brother called LBS, leaky brain syndrome. Okay, and so, but praying one for another. I mean, I think about, uh, just a little personal here, I think about how many times, how many of you have said they're praying for Mary. I mean, as her pain increases and her, her energy goes down and the struggles that she's had for dealing with two major diseases, it lifts our spirit up each time we hear, well, I'm praying for you. I mean, just talking to the fellow last night that hasn't been able to be to church for many times, and he asked how she was, and he said, just want you to know, we're praying for her every night. And that just refreshes our spirit. And so if you think about it, as that happens to you and me, how much more than do we need to be refreshing other spirit by remembering them in prayers? And we need to remember also, not praying just for physical needs, but praying for spiritual needs, praying for emotional needs, praying for, for trials that a person... Because notice that when Paul was speaking here, he didn't mention anything physical He's praying about his ministry. He's praying about, you know, what does he say? That uh, pray for me that I may be delivered from them that do not believe in Judea. I mean, I was just uh, reading, getting ready. We're going to teach 2 Corinthians, Lord willing, after uh, Mike gets through with the book of Ruth. And you read through 2 Corinthians, all the things Paul went through to preach the gospel. And so he really meant it. Pray for me. And oh, how that refreshes our spirit when we know somebody is praying for us with what we're going through. That refreshes our spirit. And then let's go to the third one. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. And now, during this time, Paul is in prison. <clears throat> I can't think of anything more challenging to one's spirit but being persecuted for doing what's right. Now, like I heard uh, one fellow say, here in America, we have not reached the level where we can say we're being persecuted. We're feeling pressure, but we haven't got to the point where we'd say we're really persecuted. Okay, But there are a lot of Christians that are in China and Korea and, and uh, India. I mean, they're really facing persecution in a lot of countries in Africa. You read some of the things going on. And so... Uh, but here Paul is in prison for doing what's right, preach the gospel. And we get to chapter 1, verse 16. The Lord give mercy unto the house of Onesiphorus, for it, notice it says, he oft refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. 
But when he was in Rome, he sought me out very diligently and found me. The Lord granted to him after he may find mercy of the Lord in that day. And how many things he ministered to me at Ephesus, thou knowest very well. But notice what it said, verse 16. For he oft refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. Folks, we as God's people need to stay banded together, supporting one another when we go through difficult, challenging times. I mean, you think about it as we, we, again, we don't know what the future holds. This, I mean, we may just be on the, you might say the foothills of real problems here in our country. And you can see how the stage is being set to where we may really face some real challenges for believing and preaching this book right here. And the one thing that will help us get through it is being like Onesiphorus and supporting one another through the trials that we may go through. I mean, he he wasn't ashamed of him. He diligently... It wasn't just some half-hearted like, oh, I wonder what old Brother Bill's doing these days. No, it was, he said he sought him out diligently. He had a purpose in mind. I want to be a blessing to the Apostle Paul because he's really going through some difficult times. And that's how we can refresh one another's spirit, by diligently seeking out. You know, it's kind of like, uh, it's one of those things you might say, somebody's going through a trial, and you may say, well, call me if you have any needs. Well, why don't you just call them? Why wait for them to say they have any? Because a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to, you know, uh, go around and asking people for help. But when we know somebody's going through a challenge, we should initiate reaching out to them. And that refreshes their spirit when we realize, hey, so-and-so cares about what I'm going through. That refreshes our spirit. And how is that done? Through Christian fellowship. And then let's consider our fourth area. Turn with me to Philemon. Now we, we know the story of Philemon here. How that uh, he had a servant and who obviously left serving Philemon. And in the process, Paul led him to the Lord. And Paul was sending him back. <coughs> he was sending him back to, um, to Philemon. To, for him to go back and serve him and be in subjection to his masterhood, you might say. And we get to verse 20. He says, Yea, brother, let me have joy of thee in the Lord. Refresh my bowels in the Lord, having confidence in thy, what's that next word? Obedience. I wrote unto thee, knowing thou wilt also do more than I say. You know, there's something about fellowshipping with an obedient, submissive child of God that refreshes our spirit. I mean, it's just kind of like children, our children. Isn't it refreshing to our spirit as parents when our children are obedient? And even as they get older, especially as they get older, isn't it a blessing when you see your children following the Lord? And isn't it a burden to your spirit when they're not? And so obedience is a refreshing of one's spirit. When we as children of God are obedient to the things of God, maybe like somebody's going through a trial and he gets biblical counsel and he chooses to do the right thing, that refreshes our spirit. We're so thankful and blessed by seeing somebody being submissive to the teaching of God's holy word in whatever area it may be. 
obedience. It refreshes the spirit. So what do we see all through these things? Christian fellowship refreshes our spirit when there's, we help meet one another's needs, we're praying one for another, we support it when someone goes through a trial, and when we ourselves are obedient to the teachings of God's word. That refreshes one another's spirit as we fellowship amongst Christian believers. And that's one reason, again, assembling ourselves together is very important. Now, I mean, I know the way things are now, there are a lot of people that would love to be here, but because of their health issues and COVID, concern about COVID, they're not here. But if it wasn't for that, they'd be here. But you think about it. How, but you think about those people that could be here, but aren't. How it's kind of like, oh, we, we miss them, and, and we're, we're robbed of the blessing of their presence. But when we come together as Christians in fellowship, we encourage one another. I mean, that's one reason, like Sunday nights, we have the praise and testimony time. And isn't it always a blessing when you hear someone sharing maybe something the scriptures have taught them? And how they're going through a particular trial and how they sought the Lord and, and how the Lord gave them grace to go through it or whatever. What does that do? That refreshes our spirit. And oh, how we need refreshed spirits. But I'd like for us to think now about how we are also, though, responsible to refresh our own spirit. We can't wait. I mean, it's like, you know, we can't sit at home and wait. Well, I'm really down in my spirit. I'm just waiting for somebody to call me and refresh my spirit. That's not a good approach. Because I think of what it teaches, that this is the way I take it in Galatians chapter 6. He brings out both angles. In Galatians chapter 6, God's word says this, verse 2. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. What's the law of Christ? According to the context, what the Lord is saying, it is the law of Christ. That it, what, what did Jesus say was one of the greatest commandments? Uh, in John chapter 13, uh, well, not the commandment, but he said, So shall the world know you're my disciples if you what? Have love, love one for another. If you have love one for another. That's how the world shall know. If you have love one for another. In other words, how we fellowship and support one another can be a testimony to the world. You've always heard of churches that bicker and fight. What does that testimony do to those out in the world? Here you're trying to reach them for Christ. We say, why would I want to go to your church? All you're doing is bickering and fighting, not getting along. What good, does it, what good would you do for me? I remember one church I passed, the very first church I pastored, we got into a real nasty business meeting. I was trying to lead them into making a biblical stand about some Association the church had, and it got really, really nasty. And right in the middle of, of the service or the business being, some people got up and walked out. You know, it took a long time for the area to kind of forget that. And we need to be thankful that we have such a unified spirit in our church. Because <clears throat> that's part of being a used of God. Because again, what it says, bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. 
We are fulfilling the law of Christ when we help bear one another's burdens. When we know somebody's going through a trial or struggle and we don't show any compassion, don't show any concern, don't pray for them, don't try to see what they can do for them, that's not God's way. Bear ye one another's burdens, that is command. But notice another thing, though. You go down to verse 5. For every, person, every man shall bear his own burden. You know what I think the Lord is saying here? In one sense, we're responsible before God to help bear one another's burdens. Yet, but individually, we are still responsible to take our own burden and respond to it in a way that glorifies God. It's both. And I think of a good example of this in the Old Testament is 1 Samuel chapter 30, where if you remember King David, how that they'd gone off to battle, but then they came back, and while they were gone, all of their families and all their goods were stolen. And it got so bad that they were thinking about stoning David. Because, you know, the leader always gets the, the, <clears throat> uh, gets the blame for it. Well, if we hadn't have been over there doing that, they, this wouldn't have happened. It's all your fault, David. And they're getting ready to stone him. That'd be kind of like, you know, uh, kind of like, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, like maybe we're involved in something and it goes wrong, something goes wrong, and we say, we're going to get rid of the preacher. All right? But what did it say the scriptures, what did the scriptures say about David? What did he do? It said David encouraged, and the next word was himself in the Lord. David encouraged himself in the Lord. We have that responsibility that when our spirit is burdened down with whatever it may be, to bear our own burdens. Go to the Lord. And as we think about how can we refresh our own spirit, I'd like for us to consider three things. Number one, get in this book right here. There's nothing more refreshing to our spirits than just getting in the Scripture. And you know, you don't really even have to read something that pertains directly to what you're, you're dealing with, but just especially the Psalms. There's something about reading the Psalms that will truly refresh your spirit. I mean, just like Mary and I were, I don't remember the context of our conversation, but she brought out about how, just think about what it says, Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Just a short little simple sentence. Just think of the power, the refreshing of the spirit as we would meditate upon that. Think about that. God, the creator of this whole universe, is my shepherd. I shall not want. What am I whining about? God's going to take care of every need I have. Any situation I may have. Because the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Get it in the word. I think of also a couple of verses in Psalm 119. A very, very rich chapter. It says, just read a couple of verses. It says here, my soul melteth for heaviness, that burdened spirit. Strengthen thou me according unto thy word. Let me read that again. My soul melteth for heaviness. Strengthen thou me according unto thy word. We need to remember something about God's word. Remember that old saying? A man as good as his word. I mean, nowadays... You've got to write a contract about anything. You still just say, well, you have my word on it. 
Now, even with a contract, you got to make you got to keep after to make sure they fulfill their, their uh, what they said they'd do. But the but a man's word was as good as his character. What per, what who has a better character for the sake of discussion than a holy our holy Father? And so, if God said something, you can take with all confidence. He will do as he said. I have it underlined in my 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 Bible. At home. There in Matthew chapter 28, where it talks about the resurrection and the angels were talking to the uh, ladies, he said, it says, He has risen as He said. And I've got that as He said underlined, emphasizing God said it, He meant it, it happened. We can have all confidence in, in God's word because it's backed by His character. And another verse in Psalm 119, verse 50. God's words, this is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. This is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word. So we want to refresh our own spirit, bear our own burden. We need to be in God's word. Be in God's word. Oh, that's such a refreshing thing. But another thing we need to remember to help refresh our spirit is Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, and that is God's presence. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Well, how do I know that? Because God is with me no matter what I'm going through. No matter what I'm going through, God is with me. Kind of reminds me, how many of you have ever been snipe hunting? You know what I'm talking about. I remember I was around 11 or 12. And uh, at that age, I, you may think this is juvenile, and in a way it was, but I was scared to death of the dark. And one reason I was so scared of the dark is I had a father and his brothers, my uncles, that loved to scare us kids when it's dark. I'm telling you, I can tell you some stories that I'm telling you. Just, uh, when I even think about it, it's like, man, you know, it's like, you know. I mean, and so I developed this fear of the dark. Well, anyhow, several, a whole bunch of us were going camping. And they got to say, hey, Dale, you ever been snipe hunting? I said, what's snipe hunting? Well, it's just tiny little birds. You get some people chase them out, and then you grab the bird in a bag, and you take it home, and it's a snipe. Let's take your snipe. Went, okay. So off we went. You know how the story goes. So they took it way out in the woods, because we're already out in the woods a good bit, way out in the woods. And then I hear them, yeah, snipe, snipe, snipe. And as I kept hearing them say that, they got fainter and fainter and fainter fainter. And I'm thinking, I'm out here in the dark. There's rattlesnakes. There's bobcats. And no telling what else behind those trees. I was scared. And about this time I'm thinking, I hear this voice say, Dale. And you know who it was? It was my oldest brother. He knew what was going to happen. And he knew how I was. And so, and as soon as I know that my oldest brother was there with me, I just totally relaxed. And he took us, took us back to the campground and we flushed at him a little bit. But just knowing his presence in that dark time was all I needed. Well, folks, that's exactly times a thousand what we need to remember. When our spirit is burdened, God is with us. He said, Lo, I am with you how often? Always. The creator of this universe 
He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He speaks and it's done. That God is with us always. It may seem dark. You just need to stop and listen to that small voice that says, Dale, I'm right here with you. And then thirdly, we need to, not only do we need to be in God's Word and try, remember God's presence, but we need to remember God's promises. God's promises. 2 Peter 1, verses 3 and 4, where it says, God has given us all these promises that we may have, and I'm just paraphrasing here, have victory in this life. When we're going through, our, and our spirits are burdened down, weighed down, we need to reflect and remind ourselves and meditate upon the promises of God. What did, what, let's think of some of the promises where God promised, My grace is sufficient for thee. My God shall supply all your needs. All. And on and on, there's no temptation to take you, but such as common to man. God is faithful to give away that you may be able to bear it. The promises of God, folks. We need to meditate upon and claim them, rest upon them, camp upon them. And when we do, we'll see our spirits being refreshed. Because, you know, you think about it in our spirits. You know, our, how well we go through life and deal with life, we do it through our spirits. John 4 tells us God is a spirit. And they that worship Him must worship Him in truth, spirit and in truth. We connect with God through our spirit and that's how we get victory. What's the song that Manira loves? What's the first word? Victory. Victory in Jesus. It's through our spirit whereby we get victory when we're faced with a burdened spirit. So you want to refresh your spirit? Number one, Let's enjoy fellowship in one with another and let's refresh one another's spirit. But also individually. Let's refresh our own spirit. Let's bear our own burden by being in the Word, remembering God's presence and God's promises. It's truly, He's a wonderful, loving God. Let's bow for a word of prayer. With every head bowed and every eye closed, just like for you to think before we sing one, one verse. What are you, what's burdening your spirit tonight? What is burdening your spirit? Oh, how God wants to refresh your spirit, strengthen you in your spirit, to give you victory with whatever you're dealing with. Victory it doesn't mean the problem will go away, but it means that you will be able to go through it to the glory of God, and you can go with an uplifted spirit, not a weighed down spirit. So I challenge you tonight, now or later, get along with God and just cry out to Him. Say, Lord, my spirit is weighed down about and you just name it and talk with Him about it and see how He will refresh your spirit. And also let's pray the Lord that we'll be sensitive to the Holy Spirit how we may be a refreshing of the spirit to someone else. Lord, thank you for loving us. Thank you and praise you for your goodness. And oh, Father, how we thank you for your watch care over us. We thank you, Father, that you are that shepherd that takes care of all our wants. 
in that sense. In Christ's name we ask it. Amen.